Hey, welcome to this episode of the John Papaloni Show. Today I have Sahara Rose Devore. Welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. It is going to be an exciting one because you are very, very uh, interesting compared to the normal. Like most people have a business, they're located in one spot. You're kind of not, (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome. So we're going to get into that, you know, get more information about exactly what you do, you know, and we're going to start off with your bio of who you are, what you do, and how you got into that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, like you said, my name is Sahar Rose DeVore. I'm a wellness travel coach and consultant. I work with companies to help embrace the value that travel has on employees and well-being um, and travel experiences. But I am also the founder of the Travel Coach Network, which is a global community of travel coaches in which they are trained through uh, my first and only ICF accredited certification program for global travel coaches as well. And how I got into all of this is obviously I love travel. I uh, started traveling right outside of university. I actually got my degree in hospitality and tourism management in 2010, but I was very underwhelmed by the lack of career options that um, suited my desire to travel at that age. So I decided to take a very unconventional route. I bought a one-way ticket to Europe and I packed a backpack and I set off to go traveling and what was initially planned for a month and a half turned into a decade worth of hopping around the globe to over 84 countries. And within that, I, I traveled during a really prime time in the industry. I saw the rise of technology, travel uh, technology with apps and websites and booking systems, um, the uh, rise of digital nomads and social media and the influencer in the travel industry space all really boomed. So I got a really unique perspective. And as that was happening, I was trying to figure out my career path and I still was not satisfied with the the confines of the walls of the tourism and hospitality industry careers that were available. Uh, Even the newer ones that came about like blogging and influencing didn't really suit my interests. And I said, I must, there must be something more that I could do. I am someone who've traveled quite a bit. I have so much knowledge of travel. And that's when I decided to become a travel coach and specialize in, in the wellness space and then started the Travel Coach Network to inspire and help other travelers become travel coaches themselves as well. Wow, that is uh, quite interesting. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest, you're the first person I've, uh, that I've uh, come across where I've even heard of what a travel coach was. Yeah. So for me, this is very intriguing. And like, it's interesting. I mean, I, I know earlier in people's careers, especially when they're younger, the idea of traveling seems phenomenal like it seems like a dream it's almost impossible but then now as we're getting older like i mean you've been in the industry for how long again i've i've started my businesses uh four years ago but i've been in the travel industry for over about 12 years and that's my point so 12 years in and you're still traveling which is great that shows obvious passion but you ever find it difficult Difficult traveling. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Do you find it like has there ever been a point in time where you, where you felt maybe it was uh, you were off a bit or is a little overwhelming? Oh yeah, I mean, of course. I I always struggled with really bad anxiety, and 
think that kind of suits my personality where, you know, usually if you, you would think that someone who has uh, issues with anxiety wouldn't go onto a plane and travel the world solo, but my personality is quite the contrary. I always go towards the challenge. And uh, so, yes, places have definitely been overwhelming, uh, but I tend to go to less less touristy places, less really busy places. I like a lot more serene, uh, quaint, smaller towns, rich with culture and more locals I can connect with. And so it was a different type of experience that I would have. But there are definitely countries and cities that um, were heavily populated um, that could have been really overwhelming for me too, which they were. Um, but you know, you find ways to cope with it and there's always a learning lesson within all of the journey. For sure. Now, what, what, what I was, what I was going to ask you was that what was the most, uh, challenging part of the, of your uh, career? And like, cause everyone goes through a struggle where everything seems great and, you know, things are starting to happen and all of a sudden they hit something that just kind of brings them down or pulls them back a bit. And then that's where you kind of get challenged where you're either drop off or you overcome that challenge. Being the fact that you're still here, we know you overcame the challenge. So what what was that moment for you? Yeah. I mean, you would think that, uh, I think anyone who has a travel related business, probably the moment would have been the beginning of the pandemic. Um, but For me, actually, that was quite the contrary. So I can't really give that answer because I build business models that are very unique and were kind of pandemic proof when it came to travel, which really no one else did. Uh, So my businesses actually took off during the pandemic more and as we come out of it more than ever before. But um, I don't honestly recall if I had a specific time that something went wrong in my business, even though I'm four years in and, and many entrepreneurs are lucky if their businesses last five years um, because of how difficult it can be. But I spent a lot of time and I think this is honestly a, a step that those who do get really stuck overlook or don't put in 100% of the effort that they need to. And what I did was I spent a lot of time building a really solid foundation for my business. And what I mean by that is I got very, very clear on what set me apart, where, what inspired me to start it. Uh, So where was my story within all of this? Um, I studied the industries that I target very, very well. And I got crystal clear on my messaging. I created unique messages uh, for both travel coaching and for my wellness travel coaching business um, that no one else was talking about. And I ran with all of that. So I got, I, I put more time into the foundational work that many people tend to overlook in their business because everyone kind of wants instant gratification and instant success in their business. But I created two areas uh, in my business that were unlike others in the industry. So travel coaching is very new to the travel professional industry. And then my approach to wellness travel is more holistic and it has nothing to do with gyms, spas, yoga centers, or wellness retreats, which those are all that the industry is talking about. So that kind of enabled me to not 
really hit these speed are these roadblocks that people tend to who don't really get clear on their mission and their vision and what sets them apart and taking the time to to build that foundation. That makes sense. Now, you said before that, you know, like you tried to take the corporate route and you realized that um, there really wasn't anything exciting for a lack of a better term because I don't remember the exact wording you used but now growing up I don't think you would have imagined yourself doing what you're doing because obviously you just said you were try you were going to go the corporate route now what did you imagine growing up versus what actually transpired yeah that's a great question um I I think in my mind I I thought yes I was going to take the corporate route because um, I'm an only child to a single mom and her who had worked really hard to provide the life that we were able to have, even though we didn't have much growing up, but she, I always wanted to make her proud. So I knew that for her, she always wanted me to be really successful at something. And for many people, uh, especially parents, they, they equate success with having a big title in a big company. So becoming an executive of a company or, you know, moving your way up the corporate ladder is success to them. And so I, because I never really knew, honestly, what my path was in life. I was never that person graduating from high school, going into university. And my first couple of years in university, I never knew what I wanted to do or study or be. I wasn't like my friends who knew exactly their path. And it took me a really long time to figure that out. But with that said, I did know at a young age, I had a, a feeling inside that I would create and do something bigger one day. I didn't know what it would be. I had no idea it would be related to travel or anything. I never thought I would have my own business, but it wasn't something I was surprised by either because again, my personality is if I don't see something that I'm looking for, I'll create it myself. And I never need anyone's approval to, of a concept or uh, anything. Many people look for reassurance or proof of concept. I would rather pioneer path in something new, which I'm doing, than wait for someone's approval. But looking back, I would never have guessed what I'm doing now. And also, Four years ago, when I started my businesses, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have believed that they would be where they are now either and what they're turning into. Which makes total sense. Now, I noticed that you uh, were featured in Forbes and um, Travel Weekly. Uh, was that uh, predictable? Did that catch you, you know, by surprise? Like, how did that transpire? Yeah. Um, I mean, with Forbes, it was just a mention. So I wasn't quite featured yet. Um, but in Travel Weekly, yes, it was an article out um, that I wrote. And it was really, you know, I've gotten a lot of media publicity over the years. I've been in over 100 plus publications and outlets. But mostly because I have really unique messaging. And, um, you know, it's something different that people want to hear that's not being said before. So my angle on travel week in travel weekly was centered around the reshaping of the travel and travel wellness industry. And again, because I don't talk about the traditional sense of wellness travel and, um, and so that went out there and, you know, it's a process when it comes to media and publicity and what you're looking to put out there. Um, but it all takes effort. It's all strategy as well. It's a lot of also connections and, and relationships you build and being strategic on what outlets you want to get into. Right. For sure. I agree with you on that. Now, here's the other thing. Like, 
like you said, there's a lot of new apps and stuff. Like even what we're doing right now, you know, recording virtually, basically, which prior to the pandemic almost never happened. You would meet a person and do it in person. So a lot of things have changed. How does that affect your business or has it affected it in any way? Um, Because it could be positive, right? Like a lot of times people think with all these changes, it affects them negatively. But sometimes there's positive changes as well. So, you know, maybe get into some detail of how it's affected you. Yeah, like I said, the changes that the pandemic in the last few years has brought about um, have been for the better for my for my businesses. Um, And and honestly, for the better for the travel and hospitality industries as well, as much as yes, there are many hardships that came from it when it comes to the industry, like getting employees back and, um, you know, you know, loss of sales for so long, but coming out of the pandemic, it showed the value that travel has on, on people, on us, on our well-being, our lives. Um, and we're seeing that in like the great resignation of people not going back to the workplace, the desire for remote work and hybridness. Um, but when it comes to face to face and, you know, how that really grew, that was such a benefit uh, for me as I was growing my businesses, because there were more people available and ready and willing to, co- to connect with you and have a conversation who had that not happened, wouldn't have the time to give you the time of day, probably because they were too busy or not on the platform because they didn't have the time to be on LinkedIn or have Zoom calls or to connect with you. So there are many positives to look at with all of that. You know, that Clubhouse app was really popular during the pandemic. People, executives, companies, everyone were connecting on that, having conversations. And then all of a sudden that went away. But that shows that at that time that people are willing to connect. They want to hear. And we're seeing that in companies now too. They're they're changing, they're morphing, their company values and, and vision and, and company culture are shifting as well for the better with prioritizing well-being and employees, um, sustainability, the planet, a lot more too. So amongst all the negativity came a lot of positivity as well. Certain. Now, with that being said, like, what is your typical you know, customer, like who, who do you cater to in particular? Yeah. Well, since I run two businesses, so the travel coach network are travel professionals, uh, travel agents, uh, travel. I have everyone from doctors and lawyers to life coaches and spiritual coaches, um, travel agents, travel advisors, becoming travel coaches. So those are my clients for my network and my programs. And then as a wellness travel coach myself, it really has been growing tremendously. So a lot of my ideal uh, clients are uh, travel managers who are revamping their uh, business travel programs to add leisure and more uh, holistic um, approach to wellness travel and corporate companies with corporate wellness programs to revamp their vacation policies and their company culture and team engagement. Uh, Many hotels and resorts I've been working with uh, to provide more holistic uh, wellness travel experiences that are outside of the spa and their gyms and, um, you know, yoga specialists and tourism boards too, looking to attract travelers and talk about the healing benefits of their destination and their people and their culture and everything too. So 
Um, the same foundation for what I talk about is um, branched across different ideal clients of mine. Makes sense. Now here, like I'm going to talk to you like I'm an idiot because when it comes to travel, I am a bit of one, right? So and what, here's what I mean is I grew up with a whole different sense of uh, vision about travel and maybe it's my environment or whatever, but I grew up in a sense that I didn't see a need for traveling. I never understood it. But then also, since my parents passed away, I've gone through um, a, a couple moments of burnout. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, travel kind of helped me rejuvenate. So I saw a different side of it that growing up for the first, we'll say, three quarters of my life, I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. So like in terms of because you're you told me about the uh, wellness travel, right? Like, so can you get into that? Like, how does that work? Like, what's the whole process? And like. How, how does it uh, benefit people? Like, how does it, yeah, yeah, basically, how does it work? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I can relate to you. When I was growing up, I, we didn't travel. Our sense of travel was in the family van we packed together and drove from Wisconsin to down to Southern Texas and then cross the border to Mexico to visit my grandmother's family. And then same thing up to Canada to visit my grandfather's family. But that was our sense of travel. No one in my family talked about traveling. We, no one flew on a plane. My grandmother passed away without ever having to uh, ever actually going on a plane in her life. Um, and no one traveled for business. It just wasn't a thing in our family. Um, and I didn't get inspired into university when I met, um, when I entered a tourism program, but, uh, when it comes to wellness travel, the wellness travel industry was built on the spa industry. So if you were to Google wellness travel, you would get wellness resorts, um, five-star spas. So very wellness centric destinations or properties or experiences like a retreat, um, that, or packages that are centered around, like I said, fitness, diet, yoga, meditation, the what you hear most commonly, but like you were mentioning after your parents passed, then you went on some trips and you found it really rejuvenating. I'm sorry. Is that, that's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was experiencing burnout. Then all of a sudden, yeah. Like, oh, burnout, burnout. Yeah, yeah, I'm I felt sorry. burnout and then I went uh, on trips. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Came back rejuvenated from that. Yeah. The burnout. Sorry. I, I said, um, when your parents passed and, um, started and that's that, something yeah. I hear so much about, I hear so many people talk about how they turn to travel to heal from the loss of a loved one, or, um, like you said, burnout, they need just to get away and feel something different. And so when you look about, look at travel and you look at these underlying reasons, I call them motivating factors for why people travel, they all are connected to healing in some way, uh, whether it's, you know, just to escape your daily routine, whether it's to connect and meet new people and socialize, all of it stems under the umbrella of well-being, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, socially, and more, um, there's different pillars of well-being. And what I always found interesting was, and unfortunate is that because the wellness tourism industry is built on the spa industry, those were the pillars we always heard were the gym, spa, and yoga. And I said, well, take a look at why people really want to travel. And I guarantee there's so much more 
when it comes under the definition of wellness and healing than what's being talked about. So when it comes to like my holistic approach that I talk about, I I go back to the the roots of travel, the fundamentals of travel, which are people in place. And under people are culture, human connection, you know, hearing new stories, uh, place. What does the destination have to offer? Time in nature, um, traditions, and so much more. And even though I say this and I believe in it so much, there's so much research out there. And I've, I've collected a lot of it. Um, as I built my business that talked about how um, beneficial wellness can be or travel can be on your overall well-being. There's decades and decades of research on things like blue and green spaces, which are becoming even more relevant of terms, which essentially just means time near bodies of water, blue spaces, and how that can help lower your anxiety, lower your stress levels. Same thing with time in green spaces like forests and parks and gardening as well. So um, my what I do as a wellness travel coach is to educate these companies, uh, whether they're tourism boards or corporate wellness, to spark inspiration and embrace the value that travel has in every way, shape, or form on us. Right. I get that part. I just learned something actually. I, I did not realize the differences there that you just yeah. explained, like between water and greens, and that's interesting. I never thought of it. So that's awesome. Um, now, a lot of times you're like, I see you're focusing a lot in terms of like corporate retreats, or at least that's what I've been hearing you say. Um, um, I don't, I don't focus on corporate retreats myself, but it is an option. So many companies are. Uh, because there's a remote teams, retreats have become quite popular because uh, when it comes to remote workers, companies are trying to figure out how they can spark team engagement, team building, and bring people together who are spread out around the world. So retreats is popular, but also just retreats in general have been really uh, skyrocketing. So I know many of um, my travel coaches in my network have been interested in, in providing retreats as well. Um, I've focused just on corporate wellness and the vacation policies themselves. Oh, the, okay. Sorry. I got the two, uh, that's okay. crossed. That makes sense now. Now I get it. All right. That's cool. That That's awesome. Um, now like we've all had different experiences in life, like, and obviously you've tried different things. You've tried like in a way when you got into this, it was sort of, you got into it cause you liked it and you want to see where it can go. Now, what was that moment when you realized that was it? You know what I mean? Like I call it an aha moment where it's like, it's no longer an experiment for a lack of better description, but it's like, I'm here. This is it. This is exactly what I want to do. And this is amazing. Like, so what was that aha moment for you? Yeah, I think I had that feeling from the very beginning of starting my business. Um, I knew that because I had been traveling for um, 10 years at the time that, and I still had not found anything as a, in a travel career that I wanted and resonated with me. And I didn't find as much value and purpose into any of those other careers than what I wanted for myself. And also because I had studied and um, had my degree for two years prior to that, studied the industry too, and then experienced it for 10 years and still didn't have anything in mind that um, I knew that once I started building my travel coaching business, I just knew in my heart that was the, the route I was going to go and that I knew it was going to be something one day. Right. That makes sense. Now, in terms of uh, like 
what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs who, you know, really want to do their own thing, but we've all been programmed, you know, at a young age, go to school, get a good education, so and get a good job, and then you can save your money and retire and live off a company pension, which we know most of that stuff is bullcrap because half of it doesn't exist anymore. But with that being said, people still go through that because that's the programming. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they know deep down that's not what they want to do. Right. They want to venture out and do their own thing, but they're scared. What would your advice be? My advice is always just to go for it. Um, There are many things that we're afraid of and that fear will continue to be there if you don't just work through it and just start somewhere. You have to start somewhere and someday um, and in some way. And it's a learning lesson along the way. Your journey is going to evolve and but you have to just go for it because just like when I was traveling and um, you know, in my early twenties and I would be on the road in the middle of nowhere, like in a bus and there would be a, a, an older couple who just retired and they were were now traveling together. And I remember being in Myanmar when this happened uh, in particular, and I was, we were just having conversation and they're asking me about, um, my journey and why I was traveling and how old I was. And I just said, I was just hopping around the globe and um, they were just so impressed. And they were like, well, we, we just started traveling because, because we were working for years and now we're retired. So we traveled together and they're like, well, I wish that I had done what you're doing back then. And I remember from that conversation, the feeling of not wanting to live with regrets. So those I feel like you should always learn from people you conversations you have and people that you meet because everyone's been in a place or had an experience that you haven't yet and learn from it if you can. And I learned that I don't want to be that person years down the road when I'm older because you can't go back in time and, you know, relive your, your life over and, and live with regrets. So that's the same thing when it comes to work. I didn't want to work in a corporate world and got to the point where Now I felt like I was stuck and many people feel that way. They feel stuck because they either have been in the job for so long or now they have, you know, certain things happening in their life that they feel like they have no other option. And it's just a dream to do something else one day. And you have one life to live in. Every decision you make is completely up to you. And yes, things are scary. Starting a business is scary. Investing in something is scary traveling somewhere scary. Anything is scary if you allow it to be that scary. Um, but just like traveling, having a business and reshaping your life is going to be a new journey, just like anything else. And, um, you'll never ever regret trying something different. And, you know, and if you want to go back to the corporate world, there's going to be plenty of jobs waiting for you and that'd be okay too. Um, but I'd rather, suggest people try things than to live with regrets. Makes sense. Now you mentioned the whole, uh, you know, great resignation and the whole uh, concept of digital nomad. And that is very popular. In fact, it's something I kind of have interest in, but that being aside, where I'm going with this is you traveled as a uh, solo female and obviously there's going to be, you know, great thought into finances and all that. So how did that, how did you prepare for that? And what did you, like, what was your contingency for it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, when I started traveling, I was living in Chicago 
And so I was 22. I just finished university. But when I had the idea that I wanted to start traveling, I was about in my late last couple months of 20 to go to 21 years old. And I changed my money mindset. Um, and at 21, I started working more jobs, more hours, more flexible jobs that I could fit in different jobs in a day, but also jobs I really enjoyed as well. Um, and I started um, changing my spending habits. And yes, it's not cheap to live in, in Chicago, but I didn't have a car. I got rid of my TV, didn't have cable. Um, I called different, like my phone company to see how I can minimize my, my phone plan if they had a promotion. So I just changed my money mindset and I started saving my money. And before I knew it, when I graduated at 22, I had saved um, about $24,000 um, despite how expensive Chicago is. And I had cushion to start traveling. And when I was traveling, I actually never worked while I was traveling until I started my businesses in 2018. But when I was traveling, I would just keep an eye on my bank account, but I also traveled on a budget. I traveled, you know, I got cheap flights. I had, you know, budget flights. I stayed in hostels many times and, um, and I really just watched I, I learned different tips and tricks on how to travel on a budget and I would watch my bank account. And if it got to a certain level, let's say around $10,000, I would say, okay, I need to go back. I'll go back home to Chicago or my hometown in Milwaukee and I'll work some jobs and save money again. Um, so I would, I would do that a couple of times and I would just go back and forth. Um, and then I came back home one summer and I thought I was going to stay for just to replenish my bank account, but I stayed for, um, working in a restaurant for a year and like tripled what I was saving. So <clears throat> that was the last time I lived in Chicago and I moved back to all my stuff to my mom's place. So I didn't have rent to pay or anything. So everything was in storage and just started traveling. And that's the majority of my my years traveling. And again, I never worked while traveling. I didn't make money while traveling. I just made money and um, then went off my savings. And the same thing for when I started my business, I bootstrapped my whole business had no investments, no other partners or anything. And um, been building my business off of my, my savings. Which is incredible. I mean, like so many people out there today, like they treat uh, investors as if it's the cool thing to do. Right. Where reality is, it's a lot smarter to do it on your own if you can. So it's it's a lot better. It's a, it's a greater route. Sometimes it's a little harder, but it's very uh, hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good for you for that. Now, you, you did the traveling and stuff all by yourself. Now, was that intentional or uh, is it something that just sort of came about? That I was traveling by myself. Yeah, like how come? Because yeah. sometimes a lot of times people like to go with couples or, yeah. or groups or, you know what I mean? And you chose to just do it on your own. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm an only child, um, so I didn't have siblings. And um, I I think my personality was I didn't have to wait for anyone, just like I didn't need approval for my business concepts. I don't wait for anyone to go anywhere. So I didn't want to morph my schedule and where I went and what I did based on someone else's travel schedule um, or availability. And I knew that I was creating a lifestyle where I had that freedom and flexibility and many people didn't at that time um, when I started traveling. So 
I just was going solo. Um, I flew my mom out and her friends many times to visit me and took my mom on many backpacking trips with me. So um, I had spent some time with um, my mom traveling, but um, almost all of it was solo. That makes sense. So that's awesome, right? Like I tend to, uh, believe it or not, I tend to like to travel on my own as well. Like it's just one of those things. Like I'm not saying I always do it, but uh, I, I tend to like it because it's the same kind of thing. I just, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to have that awkwardness where one person wants to go one place. You want to go to another place. You don't really want to go there, but you don't want it to be all about you. So now you're adjusting what you really want yeah. to accommodate, right? Yeah. Like, so it, sometimes I, I find it's better to, to do things on your own. So this way it's your own experience. Yeah. And traveling solo, you're never really you don't have to be alone all the time too. So I, like I said, I stayed in many hostels that had many other travelers. So if I felt social, I would do stay in a dorm room or I would go to the, the common areas where people were hanging out and I would I meet people. So I met so many people around the world who became really good friends while staying in hostels. And then if I felt like I wanted to be by myself, I would get a private room somewhere. So everywhere is so different. People think that if you're traveling solo, you're so lonely. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can be as social as you want to be, right? And you can also be as lonely as you want to be. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you one last question um, before we go into what I call the lightning round. Okay. <laughs> How do you know today's been a successful day? That's a good question. Um, I think every day is going to be a successful day because... You're always either, you're always getting something done. Something is happening. You're getting better. You're learning something. So I think if you learn something every day and or realize something in your business and in your personal life, it's going to be a successful day. And also just because you're alive too, right? So um, not everyone gets to like, you know, if you're healthy and everything too. So um, every day I think is a successful day. Great answer. And one common thing I notice is that nobody ever says that it's been successful based on the amount of money they've had. So that's that, that's amazing. I mean, all that time I've asked, all the years that's gone by, not one person said I had anything to do with money. Good. I like that. Me too. So, I mean, I think that's a powerful yeah. message in that alone. Yeah. So, yeah. So now getting into the lightning round, a little fun round. It's just uh, some personal questions and fun. Um, like I'm going to start off with what's your favorite food? Sushi. Ah, okay. I like sushi too. How come mm. it's your favorite? Like what, what make, what about it makes it stand out? Um, I really like fresh, uh, raw fish and then just the flavors that sushi has. Cause I'm a very, I love sauces. So okay. with spicy mayo, unagi sauce, it's, there tends to be a lot of spices, flavors and textures in sushi. So it's so good. Good answer. Now you travel a lot, so you've been to a lot of places. What's your favorite vacation spot? Vacation. Oh, that's such a hard question because I've been to so many places. Mm -hmm. Um, if I were to go on a vacation, so now that I'm in, uh, I'm engaged, so I travel now with my fiance. So if I were to take him anywhere in the world on a vacation, I would probably take him to. Have to be somewhere with the beach. I'd probably take him to South Africa, Cape Town, because it has some of the whitest sand beaches I've ever seen and the bluest waters. Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> 
favorite um, favorite uh, podcast? Well, of course, this one because I'm on it now. Of course. <laughs> that's my answer <laughs> oh nice okay awesome thank you um favorite book um i really like the power of now and okay. it's i think it's a a book that really gets you thinking and gets you some new perspectives and it's pretty inspirational makes sense and lastly if uh finances were never an issue like you just say, somebody decide I'm going to give you $50,000 a day, every day for the rest of your life, and you can do whatever you want. What would you do? That's a pretty convoluted question because you can do a lot of stuff. All right. Um, uh, I would, the very, honestly, one of the first things I would do would be to retire my mom, buy her her dream home and get her everything she needs to make her happy. And, um, have her, she loves her job. She's in real estate. She loves her job, but I, I would want her to have enough money. So it's a joy and not a job anymore. That makes sense. Great answer. So last question of the day is where do people find you? Yeah, they can definitely find me on Instagram and Facebook. So either the travel coach network or Sahara Rose, the travel coach, uh, or visit the travel coach network.com. If it's a company interested in my wellness travel coaching, I'm Sahara Rose travels.com. Fantastic. I want to say thank you for being on the podcast. This has been amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation, John. Me as well. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> All right. Thank you. If you like what you saw and you want to see more episodes, subscribe to the link below.